Thanks for tuning in to the Vertical Plus podcast. We always open the show with a discussion about this past Sunday's message. If you didn't catch it, you can go back an episode and listen to the audio version. Thanks again for listening. Chris Harmony. Oh man, that was great. That's the best open we've had. Probably. It's low bar. Hey, welcome back to Vertical Blood Podcast. Excited to see all of you. Just kidding, none of you, but the three of you. So we see a couple people. Three people. Three. This is the most awkward three minutes in television. I'm telling you. Should I start the over? Interest? No, I love, no, I love it. It's like, it this is, is kind of like the office feel where it's like watching a car wreck. Yeah, it's like, how I, awkward I can we make this? <laughs> His capo was detained. Which, by the way, I will argue that Scott's Tots is not the most awkward episode. Which one is? Dinner party. No. no. It's not even close. You know what the most Scott's awkward Tots. the most awkward episode of television history is that stupid Breaking Bad episode with the fly. Yeah. You remember that one? I think so. I yeah. read an article one time trying to justify that it's actually a top 10 episode on the whole no, show. And I was no, like, no, no, it's wrong. That's that's, wrong. The, that's the only point in that entire series where I thought about skipping the episode. Really? I just, I just had to watch it, it, it to it, see if anything happened. No, it didn't nothing happening. It really was the worst. It's just bad. Yeah. Bad television. Ben never finished that, though, so he may have never. Top no. 10 show. Easily. Bad episode. Someone... Yeah. Oh, never mind. Someone tried to tell me that it's a garbage show the other day. Was it Ben? No, no, it, it was a guy me. from New Jersey. Yeah. Uh, well, I, he, I have respect for the show. I just haven't committed the time to watch it, which goes along with also many other things. Well, people get like yeah. dissolved in tubs it's and like, stuff, so you may have been out. It's like, well, like I respect when Ben teaches. I just haven't taken the time to listen. To there you go. <laughs> hey, zing. Uh, just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Stepping on my celebrity pastor status. That's right. <laughs> Also known as on Nikes. Those, on those new kill shots. Yeah, that's yeah, right. He's got new shoes, by the way. Yeah, new it was shoes, a new, it was a new, new day shoes. in my house yesterday. My preteen son was proud of my shoe choice. Dang. That's when you made, know you've fallen. Yeah, it made me nervous. My favorite thing in the world is the trash sneakers that Owen Derek likes in front of him. And just, just to watch him. And just he's to like, see what happens. What? The, the mental calculations that you stepped on. Is, yeah. It's good stuff. He gets it honest. I mean, I've probably had 6,000 pairs of shoes in my lifetime. It's, it's like unbelievable. A, he's like a mini bin. Yeah. It's, which he doesn't know how bad that is, but let's let him figure that out in his own time. He's got time. Yeah. Speaking of time, have we hit three no, minutes? No, hit three. Keep going. That's unbelievable. This is the longest three minutes of my week. Because it's just Easily. like, yeah, you're just kind of counting down. and I don't know why you guys came in crapping on the podcast today. What do you mean? It's like, you guys have just been dismayed since we started oh, this Oh, no, thing. I enjoy the podcast. It's just like, this. I never realized how long three minutes is until now. <laughs> uh uh, yeah, I love the fact that it was it. last episode you were like, no, no, no filling, just complete silence till three minutes. Speaking of three minutes, hey, <laughs> hey we did it. <laughs> all right, Ben. I think you you taught this past Sunday. They're I all kind of running together. Yeah, so, I said things and ben Derek uh, week. Very different things. Welcome but. to Ben Derek Week at Vertical Church. We're all about Ben Derek this week. We're excited for <laughs> you to you be say? here. BDT. Yeah, BDTV. We're launching our new series. We love Ben. 
Yeah. <laughs> Four weeks? No, let's make it eight. Yeah. Can, we, can, our next like series, Pastor ben, can our next series just be that Noble Barber headshot? Please. Okay. We already yeah, had a Ben series, uh, a Ben series way back when. It was called the Enneagram series. Uh, uh, oh, nice. I can't believe you just did that. <laughs> <Nine week> series <laughs> there. A series called Ben. We should All bring right. that back. <laughs> we should bring that back. We'll try again. <laughs> Round two. <laughs> okay. I, let, it, let, it, let Austin do like it would be six nine, of them. It would be nine weeks of me just being like, what are we talking about? I don't about? even know. <laughs> what is this, this is ridiculous. So they tell me I'm an eight. Uh, yeah. It's dumb. Yeah. This is dumb, but I'll teach it this anyway. This is dumb. Because I'm an eight. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what Myers Briggs guy? Uh, no. He's a color guy, whatever that thing's called. Yeah, he's no, a red. I'm a You're giver a and a taker guy. Giver and taker. That's, that's that, a, that was pretty a, interesting. That talk, was, about, talk about a garbage series that Austin pulled off. Yeah, that that was a, the worst series that Amplify ever had. But it, man, it, it was, was good stuff. It was, a cl- it was a classic. Wow, Austin really seems fascinated by this. So series. I guess we got to do yeah, it. I guess we're doing it. <laughs> All right, Ben, you talked about something on Sunday. Yes, fear. We talked, we're continuing to talk about fear and uh, this poor guy, Saul. This is my favorite week of the series thus far. Yeah, well, I mean, you were excited about it because the guy goes to see a witch. You know, it's like, it's uh, the most Vikings thing that happens in the Bible. Underrated show, Vikings. It was such an obscure week, though, like with the seer and all that. I'm Mm -hmm. like, what? What is this story? Yeah, and the story just sets itself up so well. So. We, we did a lot of talking about how there are certain things that fear does to us uh, that we mm. should not allow. Then I think part of the, the talk that maybe landed the most on the people that I've spoken with since then is the Ephesians 6.12 that talks about where the battle really is. Mm. Um, and then I've been oddly, and I will say that oddly, I've been oddly political for the past couple of weeks. It just feels like I start talking about the White House or the election a lot more. Uh, than I ever have before, because previously our, our strategy as a church was like, you know what, let's steer clear of all that. And um, we kind of reversed that plan. <laughs> we reversed that plan because the truth is the people that are gathering as a community, as a vertical community, this is really on their mind. Uh, so it was like this ignoring that I think had good motives, but it's played out. Mm-hmm. So to be able to make some commentary on that, and especially in the room, what I felt made the most impact was trying to teach people that if someone comes out and says, you should be very afraid because of these reasons, and I am the solution to that fear, that is a classic political equation that's worked for a really long time and mm-hmm. is working right now. So um, I don't know. That's, that's kind of the brief run through. Yeah. yeah. I think the most interesting part of this week, and in, in, in the story of Saul, like when we were planning out um, this whole series, this week fascinated me because it's like, the complete 180 that Saul did, even in his personal life, where he's like, hey, I'm doing what God has called me to do. I'm ridding the land of these seers and sorcerers and witches and all of that. And then when fear set in, he like completely doubled back on itself. And that hit me like right in the stomach. It was mm-hmm. like, oh, how often have I been trying to do the right thing? And I know what the right thing is. I know what God is telling me or calling me to do or whatever. And then fear sets in and I'm like, ah, no. Turn around, yeah. do it, what, whatever. You revert back to whatever that unhealthy version of yourself is. I just it, it landed on me. Yeah, this week. that first point. Or it was a really early point, but it hit me, which is kind of. I guess that was the point because it was on my mind the whole the whole talk was the uh, discipline won't fix fear. Essentially, mm-hmm. man, I that hated that dagger. <laughs> I hated that. <laughs> and that like the and the thing is like I already struggled with discipline, so then like I 
try my darndest to get to where I'm like, all right, I kind of got this figured out, and it's it's not doing anything for you because you're mm. attacking the wrong source. Yeah, I uh, I didn't like that at all. Yeah, actually, because mm. that's I mean, if you know me, you know, I mean, we talk about with the couch cushions and all that. Like, you can't do inside jokes like that. Well, we talked no, we about, talked on, the about podcast. on the podcast. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. you did. Yeah, yes. like there's I a reason. How long this has been on your mind? I know. There's a reason I have a morning <laughs> routine. There's a reason I do all these things, and it's like I do that so that maybe I can get, you know, you get past the anxiety mm-hmm. or the fear or whatever. Yeah. And so that one liner uh, kind of cut to me. What did you think about that, Groot? You're one of the more disciplined people I know. <laughs> oh God, this is true. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm actually I'm pulling up that point in the notes because that's a smart. Group. That really that struck with <laughs> me too. Week. You said. uh what was it? If you don't know it's driving it, discipline won't fix it. And I think that was interesting too, because I think a lot of times we try to we try to add discipline to to remedy something, but we can't quite put our finger on what that fear is. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's something that's like a deeper issue. That's I think you even had a point too that was like yeah. um, instead of calling it out, we act it out. Yeah. What was that about? Give me an example of that. Like, because I thought the same thing. I was yeah. like, what does that actually look like? Instead of uh, acknowledging it or admitting right. it, we act it out by acting out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's uh, it's the classic, you have, this, you have this awareness that something's pushing you and you don't like it. And instead of sitting down and saying, for an example, with your spouse, hmm. like, man, I'm really concerned about our money situation. You know, I think we should talk about that. What do you think about it? You know, instead of having that conversation, you mask it by acting out by going over to a buddy's house and slamming eight beers and having a good time, you know, or going over there to complain or they're just all sorts of, all sorts of activities that feel easier. And the difficult part about that is that it usually betrays your own character. Like that's not really who you are. You've Mm -hmm. just got something so acute going on internally. And if we don't have time for this whole speech, but I think especially um, for men, we haven't been taught how to handle those things. So they're much easier to go to that well-worn path of I'm going to go out and check the deer stand or I'm going to go whatever it may be. I'm going to spend eight weeks getting this food plot exactly how Yeah, I yeah. which is weird because I think a lot of times I see that as the healthy alternative and it's and mm. it's not. That's why, mm. that's why this talk kind of really sparks some things up in me. It's like for me, I'm like, man, the healthy thing for me to do is every day after I leave work, go to the gym and clear my mind. But if I need to have a conversation with Caitlin, my wife, there you go, there you go, um, <laughs> then that's not that's not necessarily the right outlet. Even though that is a good thing for me to do, if that's all I'm doing and I'm not actually taking part in those conversations, that's not the healthy route. Yeah, I don't know. It's just I'll I, tell you the filter I have for that that's helped me personally, and I don't. I mean, I haven't said this from stage really, but I have to ask over those things: Am I using it, or is it using me? Yeah, and uh, there it, the same activity can can be both it just depends yeah there's a difference between using it to clear your mind and distract and using it to process even before you have the conversation yeah you know what i mean so what do you tell the guy who because i find myself having to wade into those conversations where like i'm not ready to talk about this Mm -hmm. just yet but you know the healthy thing is to ultimately rip the bandaid off. Just rip, man. I don't like that. <laughs> no, I'm not saying I do that. I'm saying that's yeah. what you're yeah. describing. Yeah. yeah, I mean, what do you? Because you have guys in your garage every week who are talking about that kind of thing. Like, what do you? What do you tell those guys? Well, um, thankfully, I've learned you. You don't tell them anything. Uh, I did a lot. Of, a lot of years of my ministry was spent telling people things. 
Uh, in those situations, I just ask a question. And that question allows the person room to either enter into that space a little bit or to put up a boundary, mm. but at least you're taking those steps to broach the subject. So uh, I think I mentioned it in fact form from stage, like your friends look at you and say, hey, something, something seems like it's on your mind, something like that. But what we mm. say in our, in our circles is, hey, is something on your mind? Is something bothering you? Are you doing okay? You know, just sending those signals for people to come out, especially when I learned the term acting out from therapy. Uh, that's how, that's what they say. Like, that's just acting out. If you're, if, mm. if you're going outside your marriage and sleeping around, you're acting out. And that is usually a call for attention. And what's going on? Like what's happening internally? Yeah. That's where a lot of that came from, the discipline and what's driving it. That, that has come from my own personal therapy. And uh, honestly, that's why it was such a good statement because I didn't make it up. Mm. I thought the discipline part was interesting too because I know we, you hear the cliche a lot. It's like face your fears. But I think sometimes we, we just do the opposite because we don't want to put the work in, right? Or the when we talk about discipline, like I think it takes work to call out a fear, or to like if if there is something in the marriage that needs to be addressed, or it you know it's easier just to act like nothing is wrong and you end up acting out in a different way. So I thought the I thought the discipline part of your of your point was interesting because I think we can try to work around what the base fear is mm-hmm. by like trying to do other things that may make us feel better about mm-hmm. something, but while still ignoring that thing. Yes. I mean, discipline will fix lazy a lot of times, Yeah, but, um, uh, for me, I've, fear has been a, a companion in my life for my entire life. So I've tried the discipline over fear thing and it just, I can tell you it's, it's not working, but I will, uh, and, and I have noticed in my verbiage lately that I'm very, hard on the church. Um, and I'm, I'm starting to feel a little bit bad about that in some respects, but also not. So that's my (laughs) fake apology. Uh, but the church that I grew up in handed me as a step one in every issue discipline. If you were just more disciplined, then you wouldn't lust. Mm -hmm. If you were just more disciplined then you would contribute to the efforts at the church more, if you were just more disciplined, then your family dynamic would get better. If you were more disciplined, then your friends would come to Christ faster. You know, and it just, it, ha- it hadn't worked for me that way. Discipline doesn't solve everything. And a lot of times discipline isn't the first step because I can be driving a thousand miles an hour in the wrong direction. Hmm. And I believe religion sends people, Christianity sends people that direction a lot. You know, it's like put, put the pedal to the metal and let's just get rolling. Hmm. And there's some sort of huge thing going on internally that I need to think about or face especially when it comes to fear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of times dealing with fear or dealing with people who are in, in, in an unhealthy place is almost harder with somebody that's very disciplined because it's much harder to identify and to call out, you know, at, at least for me, mm-hmm. you know, I've mm-hmm. been in a place where I wasn't so disciplined and then had, was kind of forced to be there. And it's way harder for you to call out my crap now because I'm like, no, I've got this and I've got this and I'm doing this. Yeah. You know? Well, look at Saul. I mean, it's right there in the story, actually. Saul, he was disciplined. I mean, mm-hmm. it was an edict, kingdom-wide, this is what we're going to do. He had the discipline. But then when the fear came in, the discipline didn't fix it. Also, discipline, I think, convinces us that we're above the law sometimes. Yeah. I think that's what you see in Saul's life. Is like He's like, well, I am king, so I'll just go ahead. And- <laughs> that's right, yeah. Yeah, I've, I've achieved this status, and yeah, it's a— But that's what you see with pastors that fall, too. That's what you see, like, going back to the churches, you see pastors who are like, well— 
I'm doing all this, you know, mm -hmm. and so I think you have to break down like what exactly does discipline mean in this context? Because then you have like your spiritual disciplines, which could hopefully cause you to be a little bit more, you know, face forward about the things you need to sneak control peek. or sure. yeah. Yeah. sneak peek into week four. Let's yeah. talk about it from have a pastor. My notes? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about it from a pastor point of view. Can we do that for a second? Do we yeah, have we time? Got some, we got time. Okay. So from a pastor's point of view, and we've, I mean, even in our organization, we've struggled with this over the years, but you can put things in place discipline-wise uh, so that you are not tempting yourself with the opposite sex. Like, hey, I don't, I don't uh, get in text message with the opposite sex. I do that through our organizational communication channels, blah, 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 blah. I'm not going to be in this particular situation alone with a female, this, you know, I mean, you can have all those things that are barriers and disciplines, but if you're not facing your overwhelming need for validation, hmm. you will find a way around those things. Sure. So the driver addressing the driver is way more important than just putting these layers of discipline. Unfortunately, I think that religion um, really celebrates discipline and is terrified of the driver, even though God in the Bible reveals to us over and over again through human story, look at what was driving this person, look at what was driving this person. And then you get to Jesus, and Jesus looks at probably the most disciplined people religious-wise in history, mm. looks at them and says, oh, your heart, it's like dead. Yeah, like mm. Congratulations on all your disciplines, but you've lost your heart. He, he addresses the driver. So uh, the issue, I think, in the modern church in our context is that it's way easier to teach about disciplines than it is drivers. Mm. So I don't know. It's something that I'm rolling around with, especially as a pastor and the things that are expected of pastors and churches and all of those things. And, and I love the fact that Vertical is willing to go into this place in the conversation yeah. where it's it's not super clean and we're kind of getting right. it figured out. It's very messy. Yeah, yeah, very messy. It's messy to, to go straight to the source call it out it's easier to try to put boundaries on the side effects of it yeah try to sweep it under a rug that's right but it means if it is messy i do think that the vertical is settled on this if a topic is messy then we have to go first mm -hmm. you know the the pastor the lead pastor of this church needs to be willing to stand on the stage and say i have struggled with fear my entire life i have also struggled with wanting to be validated my entire life even deeper than that, I've really craved the validation of women. I mean, that's that's a risky thing for a pastor to say, but the pastors have to go first. The people on staff have to go first, yeah. and that creates a community where people are willing to investigate their own drivers because they don't feel alone in that journey. Yo, what up, Austin? Oh, wow. I wasn't... I wasn't ready for that. No letter this week. I'm just coming at you hot and heavy because I've been watching Last Dance and there's a lot of rap. <laughs> Man, is that not the best soundtrack for a documentary? It's pretty good. They're killing it. It's pretty good. That's yeah. what happens when you take Netflix and their documentary prowess and ESPN with their 30 for 30 knowledge and yeah. just marry them. It's really, really good. Great Wait, marriage. How far are you into it? We're getting uh, we're getting out of sorts. Well, because but I, I need to know because I need to know what I can talk about. Ooh. I haven't gotten any further than when you asked the other day. Wow. It's yeah. on my plan something, for the weekend, babies. for sure. Okay. Yeah. It's worth it. I really want to see it. I don't know how y'all aren't binging it. I watched every bit of it in a couple of days. Anyway. I had to wait. Each week. Wait, what segment are we in? Sorry. Uh, Aua. 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 
Ask us anything. Oh, okay. <laughs> awesome. Will you do that? Yeah, I suppose <laughs> I will. Uh, first question. Uh, we had a question about vertical in general, so we'll start with that one, and then we'll get into some fun Am stuff. Am I allowed to answer this? or? I feel like you are going to be the one that answers oh, it. Oh, perfect. We'll okay. have fun with the others. Um, What are the... What is the... Oh, sorry. What wow. systems are used to decide what topics that um, the church tackles from stage and groups and students and children's, I guess, just in general? Uh, uh, dartboard, next question. <laughs> dartboard. <laughs> we just throw okay. a bunch of stuff up there. Where's the hook here? Uh, Google. I feel like that's different in every. It is a little different. It's, uh, it's, uh, but a lot of it's just inspiration. Well, we can't speak for kids because yeah. they, they they're probably more. They probably actually work back there. Probably. <laughs> That's yeah. it, yeah. But ours is a lot of inspiration stuff. Like, we did a lot of work to, like, write out our whole curriculum this year, but we also, like, any and everything's subject to change even week up. If we curriculum as in groups or, like... No, I'm talking about teaching. Teaching, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of inspiration for... It's been through so many different versions. One version that stuck for a long time was what's going on in the world that the church needs to offer commentary on other than politics. Um, <laughs> hey, this this big movie's come out, or everybody's talking about this. And Did y'all do a series on The Revenant? Uh, we, not a whole we, series. Not a whole series, but it was an epic Sunday, and I would live it again. Um, Absolutely. Yes. So now I believe what we're doing is, because we've become better at understanding that our, our community likes for the church to drive the conversation in a lot of ways. So there's a mix of inspiration of what's happening in culture. For instance, what we're in right now, a lot of fear-based stuff happening, and we're doing a series around that, but it isn't solely drawing its inspiration from what's going on yeah. culturally. We're able, The church is able to offer voice to that. Um, so the other side of it that's probably less holy-sounding is we have an intriguing idea, and we think that deserves four weeks yeah, of we talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Inside look. um, you know, this past fall, we sat down, Ben and I sat down and said, all right, we're going to hammer out however many series ideas, and then we're going to sit down and chase them and see what sticks. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, after, you know, obviously we prayed over them and all that because we're holy. Um, <laughs> but I've, I mean, I've, we included God. We got there. I'm yeah. glad seminary is teaching you well. Yeah, that's right. Stick yeah. with it. Stick with it. Surprisingly, no seminary thought in any of our series. Who would have thought? In fact, we go opposite of opposite. that. Opposite, <laughs> yeah. Opposite. We hate Greek. Yeah. Yeah. Greek, Hebrew, mm. Aramaic. Um, same thing for Amplify, kind of. It's just what what's happening, what are we seeing, what are kids talking about. A lot of, That's what a lot of Amplify, our student ministry is, is me talking to small group leaders like, oh, wow, that's come up a lot. We are talking about depression and suicide a lot, so we probably need to talk about that. Um, yeah. yeah, one of our filters is we don't ever want to answer questions that people aren't asking. Yeah. That would be a miss. I noticed a severe lack of Naruto series from Amplify. <laughs> you know, it was brought up. I'm being uh, okay, good. At least it was an night. option. Could, no, you know, we could do, see if we did anime, we'd do Dragon Ball Z. Because that's the Absolute, old, OG. Well, yeah. not, tr- not the true OG, but pretty old. Yeah. So, anyway. So, um, if you were, uh, Chase, if you were a bender, which bender would you be? Gosh. From a- Avatar? Yeah. Oh, my. How do you not do Earth? It's the most practical. You could do so much of that. I don't know. Fire is just so much more impressive. <laughs> I, Jason thought through that. He was like, it is the most practical. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I used to. Uh, 
I used to say fire because it's the coolest, but like, I, if I'm going to be a bender, I'm going to make a bunch of money doing like dirt work and stuff and just flattening out foundations. Oh How, did you, say How did you monetize that? I don't even, yeah. oh my gosh. Okay. So what about groups? Like when we, we're talking about content for groups. Like I know you've led mm-hmm. groups in the past, Chris. How do you how do you whispers. go through topics for that? Well, the church does a good job um, kind of following Sunday's topics with good questions. And just as a group leader, I try to, if we're doing something Sunday-based, I try to take that resource that's offered to me and maybe apply it with some of my own questions, questions that I know might be for, you know, a co-ed group in their 20s that, that I'm in, that I'm leading, like, what, how can I word this question in a way where it makes sense for us? Um, but we, we, we might actually try to do something. And this is cool about vertical is that the freedom, the, you have freedom mm-hmm. to like to do your own study. So I know some people do like uh, relationship studies or we have like a financial peace class. That's a, that's a group. Your 20s group is basically Christian mingle, right? Well, exactly. <laughs> Christian mingle. It, happened, it worked That's for so us. That's so cringy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, Chase, y'all are a testament. <laughs> for Chase and Rachel. But we might, we might actually go through like a book of the Bible or something and yeah. try to try to push our group a little deeper into something. But yeah, we try to have a, we try to have some resource. If, if it's like your first time leading a group, we're not going to leave you high and dry. But if you've been doing it for a while and you want to kind of branch off, then um, you're able to do that as well. With, yeah. I mean, with... It can't be something that's like heretical or anything, but you know, <laughs> yeah, there's like the Naruto. Line. Yeah, uh, there's, there's the line. Listen, <laughs> timely so, yeah. because group signups are coming. So. Yeah, there's a lot of freedom there, so yeah. uh, the process has seemed to work, and it's working better and better. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think people who, the more ownership you take at, at a group leader level, the better, because it usually means that you're responding to the needs of the people. Yeah, the more that buy-in are, you get. Yeah, yeah. yeah. definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And we've, we've discussed, we miss, uh, the process isn't perfect. See scandal. We miss it from time to time. But uh, we got to come up with a more recent. That, yeah, I was like, that was before my time. <laughs> That's what the last time we messed what up. What he's saying is there has not been a bad series <laughs> since we hired Austin Roberts. Uh, there was right. one last, I, I don't remember what it was. Though. There was one last year, though. You'll find it. Yeah. Yeah. Next question. <laughs> just go back. It'll stick out. Yeah. Just keep. Was it the problem with God? People were upset about that a little bit. Okay. Was that a? That was 2018. It looked bad in pictures. I'll was just the say problem that. with mm-hmm. God based on? Um. Oh my gosh. Who wrote it? Uh. The God problem. Yes. Mm-hmm. Who yes. wrote that? I can't Karen remember. Karen Newhoff. It was. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I can't remember who it was, but yeah. I can't stand you. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Next question. This one's going to be interesting. And I'm fully prepared, and I'm excited to get y'all's take on it. If you had to have one character from a Western movie in your squad when facing the zombie apocalypse, who would it be? All right, let me Google. I need his name. Dwayne the Rock Johnson. I already know. He was What? He was not in a <laughs> yeah, Western. Yeah, he was. Um, sure he was. He's in every genre. Dwayne. He was. It doesn't matter what character. <laughs> no, he's, he plays everything. That's I already know who I'm, I already know who I'm okay, taking. Okay, we'll go. I'm taking... Kurt Russell as Wyatt Earp because he's just got that like I feel like number one you could trust him in 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 the apocalypse like he's not gonna chew your leg off um like for food but two he's just got that like grittiness that uh, even zombies would be scared yeah did you write this question Austin no I didn't but I was so excited for it westerns I've been thinking about it well, we talked about movies last week. I think that's why it came up. Okay. Um, and I've been thinking about it since he's got that like grit. I don't know. I agree. That's yeah. That's one of my favorite all time movies. 
I started rolling through those guys. Um, first, the Tombstone guys. Yes. Uh, because it's just one of my personal favorites. Sam Elliott's always a good It would be hard too. for me, though, if I had the opportunity to transport this guy into my life uh, to choose someone other than Robert Duvall. I mean, I don't know that he's going to help me survive, but it would be an awesome experience before I die. Just in general, just to I'm gonna I'm gonna go out with Robert Duvall. <laughs> that would Pretty be amazing good. to me. And he's been in so many different uh, westerns. Surely he's got some survival skills. He's got some street smarts. About yeah, him. we would last for at least for a while. Yeah. Um, and also, I would say I'd probably have to pick a little bit younger version than the so one. So wait, what movie? Robert Duvall in what? In film? what what version? Um, yeah, I mean, you would say Apocalypse Now, but that's not a that is not a Western. Probably the open range version where he's a little bit smarter, and uh, but he can still fire a gun. Who's that, this? Duvall. Duvall. Who's this? Get out of here. That's my answer. Uh, I'll go next because mine's speech there. Mine goes speech. right alongside it. Uh, I would be concerned about Robert Duvall's movability from open range, so I'm gonna go <laughs> with the, the next best thing is Kevin Costner, Charlie Waite. Uh, I had to look up his name because everybody knows Blue Bonnet, but I couldn't Blue remember uh, Charlie's name. But he is just like, <laughs> he's got that grit that you were talking about. He's still he's smart and he's young. Yeah. So there's a lot of uh, potential there, I think, for he's, a great leader. He's got some angst built up too, so yeah. you're kind of like, he's going to survive. I'll exactly. tell you what, yeah. he, what Kevin Costner has in that movie that maybe isn't present in Tombstone. It is in the rage side later on. But uh, wait, he's just got that. I've had enough. Yeah, I've just had enough. And an important thing that that has to go alongside it, you have to pick somebody that you are pretty certain isn't going to betray you. And mm, Charlie yes. seems like a nice enough guy, very like, caring. Yeah, he's not he, going to eat your leg off. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. yeah, I get it. It's three very strong answers. Chris, I'm going to ruin it with this one. Good. Anton from No Country from Old Men. Four <gasps> old men. Dude, you have hit my favorite author in the world, besides Robert Greene. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. You're we a liar. We only care about the film. Yeah. Yeah, but it was based... Whatever. It was based on the <laughs> it book. It was based on a book, so I give it points. Yeah. He's my just, guy. He's just That's that great. guy. You know? I love it. I love it. He probably would betray you. Chase has a good say. <laughs> but for a while, there, he'd be, he'd be pretty solid. Well, if you take away his quarter, he's not. he can't do anything. You're <laughs> Dude, good. He got it by a car, and he's alive. We've done episodes on this before, but I do like mentally wish I was in a Western a lot. Like I just kind of wish life was that simple. I think that was a different podcast, my guy. Yeah, yeah. They probably probably have light fun into it. We have one one more question. Okay. If you could either grow to seven feet tall or shrink to seven inches small on command, which would you spend more time as? Seven foot tall. I will say an Amplify student found out we were taking questions, and that's when we were <laughs> Seven feet tall or seven inches small. If you small. could on command either grow to seven feet or shrink to seven inches, which would you spend more time as? I feel like the seven feet is a little bit of a trap because there's certain advantages to seven inches. I've always wanted to dunk. Yeah, right. What a weird spectrum. <laughs> like you either cannot. you're growing two, in, uh, two feet or a foot and a half. Or shrinking multiple feet down. Yeah, you can't. Be, you cannot be inconspicuous at seven feet. And you could be very inconspicuous at seven inches. Yeah. Honestly, I think this probably says a lot about your character, depending on what you choose. I, <laughs> I agree. I think it's a fantastic about. question. By the way. it seems goofy, but it is very personality revealing. Well, your food would last a lot longer if you were seven inches. The f- the the seven feet feels like a waste of time. 
What? Mm. <laughs> Most of the time. How so? Like I'm gonna like where tell me where it's gonna be beneficial outside of like reaching high things. Uh, I don't know, becoming a person of power in the world. Yeah. Again, I've been watching The Last Dance, so if I was seven feet tall, I'm pretty sure I'd be a star. Um, but <laughs> still not that athletic. I, I do agree with you, though. It's like you're seven feet, and now the shower's too short. Yeah, you but, can't get in your car. What do, you do, do your clothes shrink with you, too, though? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I would assume okay. all things like. Well, if you can do it on command, I'm assuming you have a wardrobe for both. You have to assume the most practical version. That's true. The, and in Thor Ragnarok, the best scene is when when uh, he's th like his clothes. So you fit. can't yeah, say that they shrink with you. Mm. It's good. All right. Wait. So what is everybody doing? Seven feet tall. It's easy. Chris says seven feet tall. Chase. I feel like practically I have to say seven feet tall because I'm not going to spend that much time seven inches tall. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't I, know. I think I'm going to, I would spend more time seven inches because it would allow me to disappear. Oh my gosh. That That's was, what I would that do. That was deep. Yeah. It would allow me to disappear. Like I can just, I can be to myself and, you know, it would be easier to have alone time at that size. I think a few hours out of the day, I would be seven feet tall. But honestly, I would spend more time at seven inches tall because I have a nice king size bed and I would turn into seven inches tall every night and I would feel like I was in heaven under my comfort. I, see, I was thinking I was thinking in the shower because you could save so much body wash and shampoo if you showered at seven inches tall. Yeah, but yeah, you'd you also drown, right? Just run it. Light. There's a potential. You'd have to. Yeah, you'd have if to. If you slip, you're done. <laughs> you yeah, we talked about the danger, <laughs> but you could just go back. We, we've all seen. Hey, you're going. Kids. Yeah. How often would you panic into seven feet tall? You're just like, ugh. <laughs> you shrink down. Anytime I saw a cat. <laughs> yeah, you're putting yourself at a huge risk. There. What a great seven question. Inches. I'm going to argue with myself about that question the rest of the day. I'm about day. to say I wish I could have had the question yesterday. Yeah. I like that we don't. You don't give it to us until so break yeah. it live, but. Yeah. yeah, spend way too much time thinking Solid about it. Solid segment. Is that the final question in the backlog? No, wow. that's not the final one in the backlog. But you need you need the you backlog. Need, you need a backlog. Yeah, I need okay, the backlog. We'll save them. And yeah, we need it. Yeah. So. Well, whoever whoever offered the seven feet seven inch question, my hat's off to you. I'm excited to vote for you in 2040. Exactly. Actually, not true. You say that till you know who it is, and then you would be horrified. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next segment. Recommends, recommends, ooh. Hey, here's the segment where Austin goes first. Austin, just kidding. <laughs> Thank you, Janice. Thank you, Janice. I'm going to see Janice in a couple days. Make, put the ask out there for her. I should her, probably take a microphone. Podcast, yeah. yeah, yeah. For those that don't know, we do recommends uh, in the by the Janice method. Right? Yes. And we, Want, need, wear, read. Right. Mm. Um, so my first one this week is something that you want uh, for entertainment, and this is a under this is an underutilized uh, medium for entertainment. Is it medium? <laughs> medium's great, actually. <laughs> Dang, we should have recommended medium. Um, if you are not listening to the latest season of Revisionist History, you shut really up! <laughs> you uh, stole it because you I made him go you're first. You're gonna learn to quit letting me go first. <laughs> I wasn't gonna recommend it, but I just know that you got this from me. Yeah. No, I've been listening to the latest season. Yeah, but you didn't think about recommending it until I sent you an episode. Till uh, I recommended an episode to you. Well, 
Yeah, okay, I don't know. Anyway, it's I really good. I That's uh, all Honestly, just the podcast in general is really good. Malcolm Gladwell is super impressive, um, and so I can go ahead and get my read out of the way. I think I've... No, don't go out of order. Mm. Okay. You got to stop by where or either ignore it. <laughs> um, <laughs> and your need. Okay, yeah, well, I can give you a need. Um, I have recently gone back to doing a coffee subscription. We talked about coffee on here mm-hmm. uh, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, a couple of weeks ago. We talked about grinders. We talked about what else did we talk uh, about? Kettles. I recommended the Target recommended kettle. A kettle. Um, my wife and I, uh, Caitlin, do our coffee subscription through Methodical, which is the fantastic. best. Yeah, it's my favorite, I think. Um, and so they basically send it to me bi weekly. Every other week, we get a different. Um, How much is it a month? I think it's twenty. A no, it's twenty bi weekly. I think mm-hmm. twenty dollars. But it is um it's your it's it's premium. It it really doesn't get any better than that, I'm convinced. So this past week they gave me uh Costa Rica. Um it's a washed and it's it's just super good. Super, super good. Uh where I have recently picked up a new pair of New Balance 990s, and they give me a real... You need to go on YouTube and look at the process for the USA-made New Balance. They give me real Red Wing vibes. The process that they go through in making these... I feel like they get dogged on because they're kind of a dad shoe, but they are... How does it give you Red Wing? You Go watch the video. American craftsmanship. It is. American-made? It is primo. Don't mess with the UK-made crap. Go get the (laughs) USA-made. It is so... Good. So good. Um, I should have warned them for this. But anyway. Uh, and Reed, I'll just say anything about Malcolm Gladwell. Um, talking to Strangers was good. Um, trying to think what else. Uh, Blink was really good. Um, Outliers was probably probably my favorite before Talking to Strangers. So anything Malcolm is good. Group. Let's see. Um, for want... I'm going to go food here. Good. And I'm going to go to something, to a restaurant in Jackson that I haven't been to, but I want to go to, and I've heard really good things. Dumbo's. Have you heard of that place? Mm-mm. Uh-uh. It's like chicken. You'd love it. Yeah, I love chicken. Oh, oh, my, uh, Micah Thomas recommended it. Yeah? Oh, it's fried chicken. He chicken. went. Fried chicken? Spicy fried chicken? We should go. He said it's better than saltines uh, chicken. We should go. Oh, I need to go just to know good, that. I, I need to know that. That right. sounds like a yeah. challenge. That's shots fired. like, I'll be there in 10 sandwich. minutes. Saltine has one of the best. I think they're b- the best chicken sandwich in the world. Where is this located in Jackson? I think it's in Fondren. Okay. I'm not 1,000% sure. That's where everything should be. But Dumbo's, it's pretty new. It, looked, it looks awesome. The picture Micah sent me looked good, but when he compared it to Saltine, I was like, it was, it was a bold statement yeah. to say. I'm down. We could try it. Mm. I'm not quite sure about the need. You can skip it. We actually yelled here last minute. People should know that. So you weren't prepared at all. Yeah. Where I, I'm a big fan of a company called Everlane. Yeah. And they, they try to be, they're not like made in the USA or anything, but they're an awesome company because they try to be as ethical as possible with their factories. Um, as ethical as you can be, I'm sure. But they even give you like a cost breakdown of everything that you buy. Hmm. And I uh, actually just bought a new pair of shoes. I don't have too many shoes. I'm, I'm not like Ben who has <laughs> five pair of boots and 10 pair of tennis shoes. At least. I try to be really, really picky about what I get. So I'll let you know. They're they're coming on on Wednesday. We'll see. 
Oh, I'm I'm picky. I just have no spending impulse control. <laughs> Let's get the problem correct here. So. Hey, you need a budget. Ben yeah. decides I'm gonna spend this $120. I just don't know on what yet. We'll go with shoes. <laughs> hey, that's a good need. Everybody needs a budget. <laughs> hey, you need you a go. budget. You that's need a, a budget. Uh, that's a program. You Best can use. financial it advice only took, uh, I've ever gotten is don't spend more than who you make. recommended. Uh, Michael Trailer recommended you need a budget when he was on here. Did he? Really? Yeah, because I made the joke. That's that Ben's it, thing. The program it? is available on need Steam. A budget? Yeah. I'm hey, just, yeah, everybody needs a budget. Okay. I think it was Michael. If you're in line fun. with Michael Trailer, then you're winning it recommends. But yes. you need to tell your money what to do. And then the read is uh, I'm reading right now pretty slowly, but it's good because it's like really short chapters, like a page each. My sermon notes. I thought that's what you were about much, to say. Pretty much. Yeah. No. Gosh. No, I don't read those. <laughs> uh, it's a book called The War of Art by oh. Stephen Pressfield. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Super, super good. Talks a lot about good. resistance and. I heard they call him, they're calling him the new Robert Green. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. He's a lot better than Robert, too. <laughs> Y'all brought him up this week, not me. <laughs> the book's like, it's like an inch thick. It's not like a Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire style book. Great movie. Like Austin likes. One one day y'all are going to come in my office and there's going to be a Robert Green fat head just in the corner. <laughs> but the Maybe book, we should get that for you. Yeah. I thought you were about to say there'll be Robert Green sitting in the corner. Like, thank you for He's all He's on your... the pod next week. But even <laughs> oh if you're not gosh. an artist, it's, it's a good book because it talks about how anything that's worth pursuing is going to give you some kind of pushback or resistance and that you should push through it. And if it means something to you, you should fight for it. That's so. what they said when I was dating my wife. There you go. I've listened to a couple of podcasts that he's on, and he, he's very articulate, even conversationally, about that idea. So I may actually have to read that. Mm -hmm. All go, right, ahead. go ahead, Ben. Oh, you're going last. Okay. That's, I think that's what I've been doing lately. All right, so. want, I, I'm also going to go food here with this one. Uh, you want Nilla wafers. Okay. These things will vanilla change. Wafers? They will change your afternoon. No, they're, I, it's Nilla. The, I believe the thing the that you put in banana pudding? See, this is the common mistake. You're like, this is only are you about like, to, are you about to dog on banana pudding? No, no, no. I love banana pudding. In fact, I hope it's in heaven. I've, um, but I think people assume it's just a cookie that goes in things. But that the, you buy a box of those, and I'm going to guarantee you, in your house, they'll be gone in an afternoon. Do you want to know the best way to eat them, Ben? In pudding. Mm -mm. <laughs> in banana pudding. <laughs> Hot take. Do you use milk? Peanut butter, scoop peanut butter with a vanilla wafer and with a glass of milk on the side. Okay. You trashed Dang. me for putting peanut butter on waffles last week. No, pancakes, because that's a stupid thing to do. <laughs> it's like <laughs> a thicker syrup. Yeah. Anyway, we're getting distracted. I'm saying that people often make the mistake, well, I, I'm not going to buy those because I, they need an accessory or they have to be an accessory. But I'm, it just doesn't have to be that, that way. It seems like an old man snack. It's a great a cookie. I, I think it gets a bad rep, but they taste amazing. I, I agree. They're good. Okay. All right. You, They'll never make um, it to my recommend. This is a step that I'm going to take. Uh, I haven't taken it yet, but I've seen some advertisements for it. I think you need to bundle Hulu, Disney Plus, and ESPN. Already uh, yeah, done. you should already be doing Already that. done. I'm like, I'm like, how am I so late to this that an advertisement had to tell me that I it's didn't possible? Even know, I didn't know it was an option, and then Hulu screamed it at us. Come like, on, hey, we have this. I said that, and my wife was like, Austin, we already do that. And I was like, oh, great. I'm yeah. glad you're in charge. I don't know why it's not, why it's not doing, three, it, but doing not, it for me. So. Everything is free except for Hulu. So really? You're saying, saying I need to yeah, find yeah, out the bundle. Yeah, yeah. The how bundle, much is the bundle? The bundle's worth it. I don't know. The bundle's only like 11 bucks. Disney Plus is 8 it's crazy. I don't know how they're doing it. So. It doesn't make sense that they're making money off of it, but I'm reaping the Sure it does. I'm it's sure they're over at like $10 right? yeah. on subscriptions. Yeah, so I, I just think that's something people need to do. 
uh, because most people are consuming content on all those mediums anyway. So we should consume more. What's that? So we should consume more. Always. Yes, consume more. I love that. Buy lots of unnecessary footwear. And consume as much content. And consume as much as possible. I'm all for those things. Nice. Uh, And if during that you can parlay that into celebrity status, especially if you work at a church, I'm all for you. Okay, where? Just for the sigh. That's what I do. That you off the island. Yes, where I believe that people should should be wearing what's called a tens unit. Okay, I don't know if you're familiar with this, but it's like an at home version of what they can do for you at the chiropractor, where you have sticky pads that you put on you, and they send an electrical impulse through your muscles. I believe most people are way more stressed, especially in their neck and shoulders, than they will admit. A tens unit is like twenty something bucks. Runs off batteries, change your life. Wouldn't it be healthier to take something to drop your cortisol levels? No, this is better. It helps your muscles learn to relax, mm-hmm. which I'm, as we discuss often, I'm pretty keyed up and easily angered. So a tinge <laughs> unit helps me not be that guy. So you so, wear this all you day? You need to go get in the cryo chamber like a Han Solo. That's what your stress needs. <laughs> Speaking of Avatar, I need to be in ice for 100 years. That's it. Um, Did you watch the whole show? <laughs> You yeah. know a lot. I'm watching it with my kids, yeah. It's a, a great show, what right? What a dad. I That's a great dad you can, movie. When you finish yeah. it, you can't recommend it on here. I already did it. Okay. All right. So, yeah. So, a TENS unit. You can get them on Amazon. They're super cheap. It, they're so good for you. I put it as a wear because you kind of have to wear it for about 20 minutes. Mm. Uh, as far as my read, I'm going to recommend the fine print. There's my recommendation. Of what? Just the fine print. Read the fine print. Your contracts. <laughs> <laughs> You're so <laughs> Read the iTunes uh, yeah. terms and conditions read before you don't, check don't, before you actually check read that. <laughs> no. Yeah. no. Well, We've it's related to my away. anger triggers is the fine print is always what gets me. Like, I didn't read the fine print. Uh, gotcha. Yeah. So yeah, I won't just, tell you who before my I get into my recommends. I won't say who because it would, it would hurt me. But there are people in my life that closed on a house and they didn't read the the contract the initial contract and in the amendments or the addendum addendums what are they called addendums addendums Addendums. uh it said that once the day after closing the person that lived lived in the house has 30 days to move out (laughs) a month yikes they didn't know it so they walked in with all their crap on whatever day and we're like oh my god you're here hey you're a month early yeah, yeah Uh, Do I know these people? I think I would probably place that on the realtor's shoulders. I I was going to say, do you know how incredibly angry I would be at my realtor? (laughs) (laughs) I think that shows a lack of responsibility. Wow. Not for the realtor. Yeah. Read the fine print. Fine print. (laughs) so funny. Good recommend. (laughs) Anyway, uh, my recommends. Uh, I can't believe I just shared that. Rachel's going to kill me. Uh, Who's Rachel? My wife. I'd, uh, Thank you. Entertain. I actually should have left it anonymous so no one knew. Yeah. Well, you have the power as the producer to just take all that out. So yeah, we'll see how I feel. You later. might decide to do that. You no, know, Chase doesn't take things out of these podcasts. He leaves little nuggets in there. Yes. I've learned that. Yeah. So anyway. Don't think the editing is going to save you. Listen till the end. Uh, entertainment. Uh, what you need to do entertainment wise. I just forgot it. Oh, well, I'll do my need. <laughs> Uh, what you need to do? Hulu. <laughs> I forgot in the middle of my story what I what I come up with. Classic. Uh, what you need? I'm gonna go food this week. You need to test out your skills as a chef and try your hand at stuffed bell peppers because they are so freaking good. I, like my mom makes a great stuffed bell pepper. I have never been able to recreate it. Oh. 
I love them. Way too much moisture content. How do you control that? Cook the crap out of it. Really? And, and then make sure <laughs> make sure that you're um, cook it at like uh, so you have to cook it a little bit beforehand because the meat and stuff, yeah. right? Yeah. Leave it hot. Go straight to the bell pepper as fast as you can, and then set it to 400 and shove it in the oven for 20 minutes. Come on, you got a big green egg, dude. This is true. I've never tried it on a grill. I, don't I know fried an egg there. for my hamburger in the egg. The I other bet it would day. be so good You're on the big so green egg. Bougie. It was epic. So. Why would you even go through all that to fry an egg? It was it was cooking <laughs> while the burger was cooking. I'm with Chase. I'm with Chase on the uh, bell pepper though. Stuffed yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I will. I Make, do not turn away from a stuffed bell pepper. Over, uh, use more cheese than you think you need. All right, because it's gonna it carries the whole thing. Big cheese guy. And make sure that you have Big enough salt because the bell pepper they do have a large moisture lactose uh, tolerant. Yeah, that's right. I disagree. <laughs> Lactate pills. Um, <laughs> make sure you have enough salt though, because the water content in the bell pepper. Needs something yeah. to is that some, a little is bit. Is a new parent? Is that a thing? Lactating pills, or is it so you can eat? Never mind. Go ahead. <laughs> are you? We don't you, have time. Were you that dumb in that moment, or we were you making a joke? We don't okay. have time. I think it was a joke. <laughs> I going never bad. know with Austin and babies. <laughs> there you go. Uh, what so you need to wear? Uh, wear all your clothes, otherwise you're going to prison. Uh, what you need to read? <laughs> Wait a minute. Like the Joey, where you wear all your clothes at once, or? Yeah. Just make sure Haven't you're Haven't you ever seen... Uh, Hot Take Friends is not a good enough show for us to mention on this Ooh. podcast. Oh, come on. Oh, I wasn't even... I didn't even comprehend the reference there. Okay. Uh, what you need to read... Uh, I'm going to piggyback off... No, I'm going to use a loophole. You need to go on Spotify, search for Malcolm Gladwell, and then click on anything that pops up, read the show notes, and then listen to he the is, episode. He, oh, yeah. His, his podcasts are great, but... He's a the, great guest. The one person I will say whose audiobooks are better than their actual physical books. It is worth listening to Because he reads his own. So good. His I will say Ryan so Holiday tries his best. He does a good job. Not what? anywhere yeah. close to Malcolm. No. I like yeah, that. what is it about that I had guy? To get, I had to get over it after the first chapter. I just had to say, you know what? He can't read well. Ryan Holiday? Shocking, right? It's worse than my friend's take. Yeah, man. He can write it, but he sure can't read it. <laughs> I'm telling you. Why do you even try? Why do you even try? <laughs> All right. Are we done? I All think right. so. The end.